Hi, and welcome to the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast. If you're tired of yo-yo dieting and want to learn how to permanently lose the weight in a way that it's simple, easy, and fun, you are in the right place because I can teach you how. I am your host, Chris Berlingeri, MD. Come on, let's go. Hello, my friends. How are you doing? Welcome back to the podcast. 50th episode. Seriously, we are at our 50th episode. I am so proud of this. Seriously, I had been wanting to do a podcast for so long and I was trying to make it all perfect and I was just complicating my life to the point that I would just not do it. And thanks to my friend, David, again, another shout out to you, David. He's like, you know what? I'll help you edit it. Just do it. Send it to me. And he's still helping me. My 50th episode. Thank you so much. And thanks to you, my listener, you keep me going um, whenever I'm tired or I have, you know, life gets complicated. Kids are sick. I have many baking orders or I'm, you know, covering for another physician in my office. And I just wonder when am I going to get this podcast episode done? I'm going to just skip for one week. Skipping one week is fine. But then I think of you. I literally think of you. I think of you and I'm like, no, they're my people. They need my help and I can help them. So what can I tell them today that's going to help them? So thank you because you keep me going. So it's the 50th episode and I'm just going to remind you again, my goal is to have at least 50 ratings, 50 ratings, not even a review. If you want to go ahead and do a review, then amazing. But let's do 50 ratings. It just, you can do it while you're listening to the podcast. Just go there to the page of the podcast, whatever app you're using, Anchor, if, you're, if you use um, Spotify, if you use Apple Podcasts, just go there, just click those stars. Because the more ratings that I have, or like we have the podcast, the easier it is for other people to find it. And I just want you to remember when you were struggling and suffering and just on that overeating restriction pattern, wondering if you're going to get this right or not, just when you found the podcast and it's been so helpful for, helpful for you, let's just help other people find it too. So they can just really start their journey towards the end of this, like, unnecessary suffering that we have due to diets and weight loss and all of that. Um, I just want to excuse one thing first before I continue is I usually record my podcast in my car, but today I am not in my car. I am in a, hmm, it's a, it's an office in my office, but it's one of those storage offices. I'm surrounded by chairs and lamps and stools and a lot of stuff that is not needed right now. And the reason I chose this place is because I have learned that the more stuff a room has, the less echo it has. But thanks in advance, David, for removing any <laughs> extra echo that I may have this week. Um, and to you, my listener, that's that's why if you're listening and it just doesn't sound the same. Okay, so Let's dive into the episode, like into the content that I have for today. So this week's episode came into being because a couple of days ago, on one same day, two different people came at different moments 
they approached me with the same issue. I have gained weight because I have been so stressed, both of them. And, you know, I like to be resourceful and try to send them the link to one of my podcasts or see if there's any other thing that I have in my position that could help them, like another free resource, right? And then as I'm scrolling through my podcast page, I realized I hadn't created any content specifically about stress. And I know it's been weaved into most, if not all of my other episodes, but... You know, I thought stress being so prevalent in our culture deserve its own spotlight. So many thanks to you who asked and approached me about this. Thank you. That's why I love for you to come to me with questions because I'm like, oh, this could be of help for them. So let's start by defining stress. I went to, to the Googles and looked for the stress definition and I found this one. And you're going to find a lot of things on stress when you look on online. But I found this definition and that seemed appropriate. Um, pressure or tension exerted on a material or object. And then another definition was a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. A state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. But I want to simplify these definitions and bring them to our human experience, like our day to day. When it comes to our lives, stress, if we're going to put it on that model, right? The model that I teach you about what creates, you know, we have the circumstances, we have our thoughts, feelings, the actions, and then our results. When it comes to our lives, what is stress? Where would with the put where we put it? Where do we put it in that model? Stress is a feeling that we experience when we think we are in danger. When we think we are threatened in one way or another. Okay, so again, stress is a feeling. It's a sensation in our body. And then we have the stressors. Stressors are the circumstances that you think are the cause of your stress. They are outside our body. Work, a teenage daughter or son, an elderly parent, bills, Bills to pay, right? So we have a stressor, which is outside of us, and we have stress, which is a feeling inside of us. And remember what I teach you. There is a window between the circumstance, the stressor, and the feeling, stress, which is that window where you have a thought about the stressor. And it is that thought that generates the stress. For example, work, I have so much to do. School, I have to finish this project. The teenage daughter or son, he or she may get in trouble. Elderly parent, I am the only one who takes care of them. Bills, I don't have the money to pay for that. So as you can see, it's not the stressor Causing you the stress is what 
we think about the stressor. So I encourage you to take a pause whenever you find yourself eating due to stress, right? We're in a weight loss podcast and this is because people are telling me they're overweight because they gain weight or they cannot lose weight because of the stress. And then just pause and ask, why am I stressed? And usually the underlying stress that we have is really fear. Again, going back to the definition, we feel stressed when we think we are threatened. So most time, if not all the time, the underlying, you know, feeling, underlying stress, it boils down to fear. Because we feel stressed when we think we're threatened. And in those cases, I have found it to be helpful to just go to the worst case scenario. When you feel stressed, you know, I'm like, why am I stressed? Oh, it's because of work. But what about work? Go to the worst case scenario, right? Work, I'm afraid I could lose my job. School, I'm afraid I will fail. Teenager, I'm afraid they will not be successful. Elderly parent, I'm afraid no one will take care of them if I don't do it. Bills, I will have to declare bankruptcy. Right? And then for me, when COVID happened, and I found myself getting a little bit anxious because, you know, I was stay at home. We were not working as a physician. I work. I mean, if I don't work, I don't, you know, have income. And then I was just kind of like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario. And literally for me, the worst case scenario was I envisioned myself like sitting on the sidewalk without a house because the bank took away my house with my kids literally dying of hunger in front of me. When it all narrowed down to that, like that was the worst thing that could happen, seeing my kids die out of hunger on the street. So when you go to that worst case scenario, just ask yourself, is this really something that could happen? And if so, then, then what? Right? And... Going back to the food, right? I just want you to realize something. When you're eating, literally the eating is not calming you. The eating is not taking the stress away. The eating is distracting you. And then the more you distract yourself with food, the less likely you will look for solutions to those stressors if they have solution. Not distracting yourself with food will be, although initially uncomfortable, but by not distracting yourself with food will actually encourage you and motivate you to deal with the problem. And also be honest with yourself. Do you really feel more relaxed after eating, when you're stressed. My guess is you may have a brief period of relief, but overall, you probably end up feeling even more stressed than before because now you have eaten. Now, what are you going to do? Like, oh, see, now I cannot, you know, here I go again, eating. And I want you to remember, our body does not distinguish the level of stress with the actual 
threat you may be under. Your body literally thinks you will die and it will send you chemicals that signal stress so we can get into survival mode. We get the stress response, the fight, fight, or fight, flight, or freeze. So again, we develop these stress signals to actually protect us from real danger, real danger, like being chased by a lion, right? So I just want you to, to think about that. Next time you feel stress or, or fear, your body literally, literally thinks it's going to die. Like you're, like you're in real danger. And we have, again, the response of fight or flight or freeze. And these two responses are designed. We develop them to actually protect us from real danger. So, for example, you're being chased by a lion, in which case, usually you would run. If you have the stress of real hunger, like the I'm going to die of hunger, starvation, you would go hunt and have a quote-unquote fight with an animal so you could eventually eat it. Or you would climb through the woods finding a, a tree that has some fruit for you to eat. So in the past, the stress would come to resolution with activity, either running away from the lion, either like fighting with an animal to kill it or eat it. Stress is a feeling in our body and the resolution was provided by our own body, by our own body activity. Nowadays, if you're stressed about your unpaid bills, you would think that the resolution is to pay the bill. Or if you're stressed because it's 2 a.m. and your teenager is not home yet, you would think the resolution is knowing they are safe or them coming home. If you are stressed by your task at work or school, you would think the resolution is to finishing those projects. But I want you to think, is that, is that true? What has been your experience? You could maybe feel some momentary relief, but the stress cycle has not been closed. And the accumulation of that unresolved stress is what eventually creates burnout. But more on burnout on another episode. So at some point, going back to the food, right? At some point in your early life, you started to distract yourself with food when you were stressed. And that became your safety mechanism. That became your habit. That's all it is. It became your safety mechanism. So now what? What can you do about it? First of all, I want you to be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with yourself because then if you start shaming yourself, oh, here I go again. I'm so weak. I'm eating my emotions. Or you start blaming X, Y, Z, blaming work, blaming your, your boss, blaming the husband, blaming the teenager. Get into the blaming game. Guess what will happen to your stress? It's going to get worse. And just as a little side note, remember from the hormones, the hormone episodes and hunger, when we have stress, cortisol, go, cortisol goes up and then we get hungrier, we get more cravings, we are less able to sleep better, which increases our stress even more. 
And then stress literally holds on to fat because again, it thinks your body thinks when it's stressed that you're going to need your fat reserves in order to chase that animal or in order to run away from the animal. So that's a little sign for you to remember what stress causes in your body, particularly if you're trying to lose weight. It's not going to help you. But don't stress about that, right? <laughs> so first of all, be gentle with yourself. And you can even thank that part of you that wants to keep you safe by eating. I know it sounds a little woo and ridiculous, but you can tell yourself, oh, I notice I'm trying to distract myself with food. Thank you, brain. Or you can even name this part. Some people have names for their part that wants to overeat or cope with eating. You can name that part. Thank you. I know you mean well. Hey, Chris, I noticed that you're trying to go to eat again because you're stressed. And I want to thank you for trying to do that, for trying to keep me safe. I know you mean well. I know this is a habit that we formed earlier on. I know you mean well. And again, this may sound silly initially, but believe me, it is so important to do this if you truly want freedom from food in these situations. I'm like, I know you mean well, but you know what? Is this really going to help us? And a good following step is to remind yourself that you are safe. Take a couple of deep breaths, bring your hand to your heart, and tell yourself, I am safe. I feel like I'm going to die, but I'm actually safe. And like I just said, the stress in is a body sensation. And to close the stress cycle, we need to dive into our bodies to close that stress cycle. Taking deep breaths is one of the most simple ways to connect with your body, to reconnect with yourself and start closing that stress cycle. Hugs. Hugs are another way to do this. A nice 20 second hug. Why do you think hugs feel so good? At least for me, I love hugs. So either hug that teenager that just came home, hug that child, hug your spouse. But a good hug, not that hug that you're standing stiff and somebody's going to fall, right? Or not a hug that you're hanging onto the other person. No, a hug where you are like centered, standing, like holding onto that gravitational pull, both of you, and then hugging for 20 seconds. And if that's not available, you can hug yourself. Like seriously, wrap your arms around you for 20 seconds and remind yourself that you are safe and hug yourself. Physical activity, like going out for a walk, going out for a run, yoga, dancing, jumping jacks, doing something that will move your body is another way to close that stress cycle. And you know, you can actually use stress to your benefit if you're willing to process it. We can put stress, move it from the feelings and put it as a circumstance, right? Okay, I'm stressed, that's the reality. Now, what are your thoughts about that? Again, if you're gonna like be trying to push it away, it's gonna get stronger. So how do you want to think about stress? If you feel stressed most of the time, some good questions you can ask yourself is, are, I'm sorry, what are the expectations you have for yourself in this particular situation? 
What are the expectations that you have of yourself at work, at home as a mom, with your elderly parents, as a provider with your bills? What are the things that you are doing that you're not giving yourself credit for? Because we tend to focus on the negative and that gives us more stress. What are the things that you're doing that you feel you're imposed on doing and think you really don't want to do them, like taking care of that aging parent? What are the things you can delegate, but you don't because you think you're the only one who can do them right? Hmm? I'm so faulty of that, and I have had to learn to delegate. It's not easy initially, but the results are fabulous, my friend. Are you allowing yourself to rest, to truly rest? Not the rest that you lay down in the couch thinking about the thousand things that you have to do or that you don't have to do, but think that you have to. What are the things you're trying to control that are totally out of your control? completely out of your control, right? And my friend, I want to just mention something that I just recently learned. There's such thing as the human giver syndrome. And us women, we are socialized to be like this. The human giver syndrome is a term Amelia and Emily Nagoski who are the authors of the New York bestseller, Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, they define the human giver syndrome as the false belief that we have a moral obligation to be pretty, happy, calm, generous, and attentive to the need of others. Okay, so you are not alone. This is the thing. Women are brought up, even unconsciously, to be like this. To be pretty, happy, calm, generous, and attentive to the needs of others. And I believe that most of our stress, at least in us women, come from this belief that we, that we have or should be taking care of everyone else and put everyone else's needs before ours. And that is why even if you take the day off or go on a vacation, you simply cannot rest or feel rested because we have this underlying belief that, that resting is wrong. As women, we have been socialized to think that our worthiness, our value comes from what we do for others. So when we are doing something for ourselves or we are resting, we just can't. We feel uneasy and then we go grab some chips or ice cream to relieve that uneasiness. So if this is you, my friends, stop and consider if this is helping you. Stop and consider that this is a thing. There's nothing wrong with you. We are all brought up to be like that. And just pause and think if this first A helping you or if it's even helping those who are trying to serve. You stress as a friend who is tapping at your shoulder to help you see that maybe you're operating at a level that is not sustainable. Because when we are exhausted, the answer is not to work harder or push through or drink more caffeine. The answer is to rest. It's a human right to rest and it was modeled 
first by our Creator who rested on the seventh day. If you need any extra help with this, to find out why are you just so stressed, to uncover, like, why are you not giving yourself time to rest? Why are you so stressed? Or to any extra help to interrupt the pattern of eating under stress, I am here for you. I would love to help you. Okay, so reach out. Reach out for help. Yes, maybe that stress is that friend tapping on your shoulder that you need maybe to ask for help and not do it all. Okay, because you don't have to. You don't. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. Please reach out if you need any further help. And I'll see you next time, my friend. Big 20-second hug for you right now. Okay? Love you. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a beat. Also, if this was helpful for you, share it with a friend. And also, you can share it in social media. It helps get the podcast to more and more people. Also, if you want to download my free planning guide, make sure you go to my website, chrisberlingerimd.com. I would love to see you there. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.